Welcome to Staples. Hi, Staples guy. I need school supplies for my kids, and I can't spend a lot. With Staples' 110% price match guarantee for back to school, find an item for less, and we'll match the price and give you 10% of the difference. So I'll get the lowest price on backpacks? Yes. Notebooks? Mm-hmm. Calculators? You bet. Even? Yep. Nice. Make low prices happen. Make 110% ready happen. Staples. Make more happen. Price match plus the 10% difference discount valid at checkout for items from retailers operating online and retail stores or products sold and shipped by Amazon. Valid through 9-19-15. See store or staples.com for details. <clears throat> Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> radio show. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. I want to start it off by reading a quote from tonight's co-host. And I quote, Back in the days before the days of hip-hop beef, hip-hop was about battling, the battle for supremacy. All the MC wanted to do was rock the party and be considered the best and be better than whoever else was there. We would rhyme on the steps, in school, on the basketball court, or wherever we could. It was a competition to see who could get the most oohs and ahs and words used in a different way. Vocabulary was important. Using current references was important. And most of the times in the 80s, no one wrote anything. It was all off the top of the dome. This was back in the day where a rhymer would hear something, get some money to cop some studio time, and cut a response that week, and a song would come out in rapid fashion. No one was safe. If you thought you were nice, you were going to get challenged. I miss those days. The competition aspect of hip-hop allowed the fans to really benefit from it because artists worked at their skills and their wordplay, and they gave us dope material you didn't want to come whack you didn't want to be defeated you didn't want to be an easy target you wanted to be dope and this was a time when no biting was allowed end quote ladies and gentlemen the words of tonight's co-host eclectic and with that let's start the show Thank you for tuning in once again. It is Tuesday. I'm sorry. Damn. <laughs> Got my days mixed up. It's Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That can only mean one thing. It is time for the 12 radio show. I am your host, 12 Kyle. Thank you for tuning in once again as you do each and every Wednesday night. Uh, the phone number to call in area code 347 215 7162. Again, 347 215 7162. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in as you do each and every week. Definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate the love. Um, as you all know, we do this show every week. Uh, I haven't been here for a couple of weeks simply because it's summertime and 12 Kyle has to take some time off. Um, nonetheless, I'm back, back like cook crack. Um, and I had a good time off, uh, didn't do too much, Just hung out with the family. A lot of running around, um, doing what I do. Nothing in particular, nothing to brag about. 
school starts on Monday for the kids, so I am looking forward to that. Nonetheless, we got a great show for you tonight, as we do each week, because I'm on the show, so of course it's going to be great. <laughs> Nonetheless, tonight, man, we're taking it back. Uh, we're talking classic hip-hop. want to be a, a part of the show, uh, the way that you can join us. You can jump in the chat room. The chat room is always interactive. Or you can hit us up on the phone lines, uh, 347-215-7162. Again, 347-215-7162. Tonight, man, we're going to take it back. It it is the essence of hip-hop. Since hip-hop's in session, hip-hop has lived on claims of who were the best. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you're a hip-hop fan... Uh, you probably spent the last two or three weeks listening to about listening about some beef that's going on between these current rappers. We're not talking about that. So if you tune in and hear me talk about Drake and Meek Mill, that ain't gonna happen. We're not talking about no beef. We're talking about battles. More importantly, some classic, epic battles in hip hop that help shape the uh, art form and the culture. Um, tonight, man, got to bring it back, and and I got to bring on tonight's co-host great friend of the show he hasn't been on here in a while i don't know where he's been i'm glad i found him again uh because honestly i thought he dropped off the face of the planet even though i know he didn't um but yeah man good friend of the show uh you hear his theme music in the background and i'm gonna have to turn this music off because it sounds really really loud in my ear um but not nonetheless uh he hosts the eclectic discussion podcast cyclopedia hip-hop uh, Mr. Hashtag One Gotta Go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the only man who once tried mm. to dig his way to uh, China, but he couldn't get past mm. the front yard. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my brother, he clicked. E, what's up, man? Yeah, one, two. It don't stop. It won't stop. I'm back. Uh, <laughs> good to be back. In the building, I'm on the podcast, I'm in your ear, at Eclectic, at Tweet Rhymes Life, at One Gotta Go, at a whole bunch of stuff. There you go, there you go. Hey, you know what, before we even get started, man, and I tweeted you about this, how do you feel about oh, everybody everybody biting got, my shit? Yeah, you know, we're talking about... Everywhere you go uh, is it, one got to go. Somebody's taking it, stealing your style, man. Yeah, you know, talking about hip hop back when the number one cardinal rule was no biting. Uh, no biting allowed. Being the generation, yeah, and the generation we're in now, people people do not abide by those rules, and there's a lot of copycats and imitators out there trying to get paid off right. what we made. There you <laughs> go. I mean, I mean, it's on, it's on TV. It's on TV, it's on, it's TV? on the radio. Wow. Yeah, they were doing it on ESPN. Wow. <laughs> and, I mean, that's and, crazy. And the, the, I the guess. Creator. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know, man. I, and I'll, you know, and, and the, the the creator of it gets no gets zero props. <laughs> so, no love. You know, no love. It's not something you can you can't trademark you can't trademark a hashtag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got a wet, you know. But people should know who the original is, and, and you know the problem is, the problem is people biting and, and and doing stuff real stupid with it, and it's getting everybody else annoyed with it. They're like, yo, now right. I'm tired of it, and so I'm like, <laughs> damn. 
Yeah. Man, I, I see it, man. I don't even participate, man, because I'm like, man, this is, this is just, I mean, like, and nobody knows, like, where it originated. And for those of you listening, he started this one guy to go stuff, I want to say maybe about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And nah, you know, it's something he featured. Okay, three years ago, something he featured on his blog, we talked about it on his podcast. And now if you if you go on anywhere on social media, you'll see people saying, uh, Outcast, uh, Run DMC, Public Enemy, Tribe Called Quest. Which one got to go? I mean, like he created that—that that one got to go thing. So that's why I'm—it's—it's it's a bug out, and we talked about it on Twitter, man. But um, nonetheless, man, glad to have you back on. It's—I don't know, and, and you know, it's funny. Real quick, I think I—I I thought, and it's honest. I knew you were still on Twitter, but I, I'm not—I'm not on Twitter like I used to be. Like I like during the day, I might fire off a couple of tweets in the morning, and then I get on at night or whatever. But I didn't know you were still podcasting until I, because I, I stopped going into Stitcher. I logged into my Stitcher, and your uh, your thing popped up, and I was like, I said, oh, he got a couple podcasts. So I started listening to the podcast. I'm like, okay, he never left, so he's been here. And and for whatever reason, I don't know why, but when you like when you used to put stuff on the blog, I would get like subscription emails. I don't get those anymore either. So I don't know if you hadn't put anything on the well, blog. Well, see, nah, what happened was. I moved the podcast to a different site. Okay. So you got you got to go subscribe to that joint. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that, that the, uh, and so that the hip hop podcast is the same. I think the hip hop podcast is still the same, but the other one joint I moved it. Yeah. Okay. So there it is. So 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 for any because people know like you and you and Shell have really probably been the the two most people who've been on this show the most. And um and I was like, I said, well, damn, he's still podcasting. Let me hit him up. Huh? We're still not engaged yet either. <laughs> and she's single too. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. Back man. on the market. I'll be shooting oh, my man. shot, man. She's, she's the Kimbe in, in these Twitter streets. <laughs> <laughs> the phone number to call 347-215-7162. So for those of you who listening who who may not have ever heard this man before, and if you haven't, shame on you because we got plenty of material out there. Um, <laughs> tonight, man, we talk. I, I figured like if you're gonna talk and and all of this beef and battle stuff, that, well, there was no talk about battle, but all this stuff talk about beef. I'm like, this ain't even like I'm hearing these diss records from these new rap cats, and I get it. It's not, you know, what we remember, what we came up on. So it just got me to think. I'm like, yo, we got to talk about some of these classic hip-hop battles that actually started. I think one of the great things, and we're going to definitely put the information out there, one of the great things is if you go to E's uh, blog, you will see that he's done podcasts, he's done blogs on some of these exact um, um, this. well, not only you want to say this, but just the battles that we're going to talk about tonight. So Nobody better, nobody more authoritative on speaking on the topic. So hit us up, 347-215-7162. Um, let's start, man. Let's start with the ladies, man. Uh, you And I, I actually had to go. I actually went back and listened to this the other day. I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday at work. Um, Antoinette mm-hmm. and MC Light. Um, classic battle. Uh, you You talked in detail about it. What 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 do you remember about that battle and, and kind of what stood out to you about it? What did you think about it? This um this MC Light Antoinette joint is is uh, under the radar under the radar uh, underrated 
battle because right. um, Antoinette was really an unknown, and she's she's not really people don't really know about her right now. Um, mm-hmm. what, this is what happened. Let me let me let me brief. And I, I got a whole break it down. Break it down. We got two hours. I'm gonna I'm I'm briefly I'm gonna briefly hook it. Look, so there was an album called Herbie's Machine, and this was done by Herbie Lovebug. The man that produced Salt and Pepper and Ken and Play um, had a hand in Kwame and the whole thing. And so on that joint, Antoinette, a new female rapper, had a song called "I Got an Attitude." Mm-hmm. And 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 well, before that, she had a song called "Hit 'Em with This," but she had the um, she had the. I got an attitude. And the attitude, the song was incredible. She she's flowing. She she has what they call now bars. And um she used a sample of Impeach the President. Mm-hmm. And which so, is a popular sample. Yeah, this is a very, very popular sample. And so what happened was the song now the song it blew up for hip hop heads, but not necessarily it didn't go mainstream or worldwide, but people in the streets knew that joint was dope because no right. female was rhyming like that. No female, period, point blank, rhymed the way Antoinette was rhyming. So mm-hmm. MC Light, MC Light came out and she had um and she decided to diss Antoinette off of the strength that she bit Audio 2's beat. So Audio 2 right. was on the same level, same label as MC Light, First Priority Music. And they, they dropped dope. the classic, the hip, the hip-hop classic Top Billing. Top Billing. And the Top Billing used, the Top Billing used the same sample. And so since, you know, she's a female and Light's a female, I guess she figured, you know, she's going to rap for a label and went after her on 10% diss. And and so that started the battle. Now, so so it was a lot of back and forth, you know. Um, um, it was it was it was that, and then after after Light hit ten percent, this Antoinette came back, and, and 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 then Light came back with Cha Cha Cha. A lot of people mm-hmm. only know the the Light side. They only know the Light right, side. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> It was and it was and so this was the thing about the battle. She never called her out by name. Light never called Antoinette out by name. Antoinette called Light out by name, but yes, she um, did. so like Antoinette, Antoinette was a she was a nice looking brown skin thick joint, and 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 Light was on um, on cha on cha cha cha. She was like um, like the fat on your back is plain to see that you're a wannabe, which. You know, so she's talking about a fat ass, you know, and and and, and she said back she when it wasn't cool to have a fat ass. ass. <laughs> right. Right. And one of the other one of the other big disses on on the joint was on a ten percent diss ad, you could have got a job as a Rock Kim sound alike. So she was dissing her for being having a flow like Rock Kim. That's it's crazy. <clears> but that's crazy. Know, because Antoinette Antoinette was dope. But anyway, that battle went back and forth and um in my opinion, and you'll you'll hear it on the podcast if you listen to it. Lyrically, Light lost that battle. Now okay. in, the, in the court of public opinion, in the court of public opinion, Light crushed her. 
because, but again, you got to remember, like I said, everybody knows 10% this and cha, cha, cha and stop looking, listen. Everyone knows those songs. Mm-hmm. Nobody yep. knows the internet songs. So, so it's hard for anybody to be really objective if they haven't heard both sides. But if you listen to the podcast, I kind of give you a sample of both. Yeah, you did. You did. And, and I, I think I think that's one of the good things about the podcast is that you were pretty you were pretty fair about it. Um, I remember this battle like it was almost like it was yesterday. And it's so funny. And I, I, I was literally because I've heard that podcast before, but I, I figured that, you know, since we're going to be talking about it, it would be good for me to go back and listen. And, and it's real. It's a really good, easy listen. And the thing that made me crack up was what you just said when Light Dister talking about her having a fat ass. This is when it was it was it wasn't cool for a woman to have a fat ass. And remember now, Light's not a big woman relatively speaking anyway. But Antoinette was thick. She wasn't fat, but she was thick. And um, you know, Light really went at her. And and I think I, I think if you're a hip hop head, like you could really this one really is a toss up. I mean, I'm going to give the edge slightly to Light because she is my favorite female MC of all time. Um, but if you go bar for bar, I mean, if you said, like, like you said, Antoinette won, I, you know, I, I can't disagree because Antoinette, she was, and, and keep in mind, and with everybody listening, what he just said, like, everybody at this time knew who MC Light was. She had a record deal. She was, affiliated with audio too um you know she had a, a number one single nobody you know outside of the streets nobody really knew who Antoinette was so i think really for her to come out and again it goes back to what i said in the intro which was ease words that he put on his blog was that you got criticized heavily for biting somebody I mean, like, that's the worst thing that you could do, which is so amazing when you turn on the radio now and everybody sounds the same. You, you could not sound, sound like somebody back in 86, 87, 88. I mean, it was, it, it, you'd get killed for it. You know, and, and, and the ironic thing in this particular battle and, and the, the first response, now, first of all, Antoinette didn't even want no, she didn't want beef. She just made a dope song and it mm-hmm. just happened to use the track. Use the sample now. Number one, you know that's the producer that made that track. You know, exactly. so she didn't have exactly. That's on her. Anything to do with it? But but number two, um, Light's first response on Ten Percent Death, the chorus was like, "Beat biter, dope style taker, tell you to your face, you ain't nothing but a faker." Nothing but a faker, right? But on but on this song, she also used the audio two beat, so she's been <laughs> on, right, the, right, on the track. Right. <laughs> this, this is, so you know, it was just it, it was just funny if you if you really think about it, it's just, it's just really funny. Yeah, it is when you think about it. Like you said, light you light dissed her for what she was doing, and she turned around and did the same thing. And and I'm I'm posting the uh, I'm posting the question out here: MC Light versus Internet, who won this hip hop battle and why? Now, I know that there are a lot of you uh, young whippersnappers out there, a lot of you young guns that follow me on Twitter. That pro- In fact, when I started, I think I started talking about it last week on Twitter when we decided to do the show. And shout out to my girl, Janae, and I think she's listening tonight. She said, <laughs> I said, uh, I said we're going to talk about classic battles. You know, I said, MC Light, Internet. She was like, who is Antoinette? Who is Antoinette? And, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, I've heard of one or two MC, but then I, then I realized, like, 
Janae is she's much younger than us. So this is tonight's topic and what we're going you know, some of the battles we'll talk about, really a lesson in hip hop. So uh pull up a chair, grab grab your number two pencil, make sure it's sharpened, and uh be prepared to get school because we're dropping science tonight. Uh 347-215-7162 is the phone number to call. So the first question is MC Light versus Antoinette, who won this hip hop battle? He said he said he is gonna go with Antoinette. I'm going with MC Light. I'm posting the questions on Facebook and the Twitter. So uh respond back there and we'll read them. Tell them me this them over there. Go ahead, go ahead. Tell me this. Now you 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 heard the podcast, you heard the show, you heard what I had to mm-hmm. I had to offer. And your opinion in your opinion, if you can think about it, if, we, if I'm putting you on the spot, but if you think about it, what is the best song of the battle? Oh, man. Um, yeah, that, that's a tough question because 10% this is probably my favorite song. But like you said, if you now if you break it down and go bar for bar for bar for bar, Antoinette's song was better. It's just a sentimental value with with ten percent this. So I so I, I'm gonna lean on light and I'm a little and I and I'm in leaning on light I'm going to admit that I'm biased. Is that okay? <laughs> Man, that, that that's fair. Now now everybody that's listening everybody that's listening, you know, if you listen to the the podcast it's great. What I want you to do, the bare minimum, go and search on YouTube, Antoinette, I got an attitude. Yeah, listen to that song. You listen to that song. You know, if uh, uh, people that's listening has listened to hip hop in like the nineties, two thousands. If you listen to um, uh, Red Man and Meth uh, album, The Blackout, they had a song called The Rock Wilder. Mm-hmm. And the, the microphone checker. And if you listen, Meth will say back when Internet had that attitude. That's had the attitude, right? <laughs> that's what he's talking about that joint. And um, but but like yeah, light had you know ten percent this, and she had cha cha cha, and she had. So Antoinette had a song called "I Got an Attitude," but then after that, it was all about light. She got a song called "The Fox right. That Rocks the Box," and a song that's called "Lights Out Party Over." Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's real crazy. You listen to that joint. Um, I, I see. What, it makes sense for you to start off with this one because this is the one that least people know about. So yeah, so ho- hopefully they get a chance to um to do the knowledge on that joint. But that that was a that was a good a good battle. Yeah, and and I encourage everybody listening. If you if we mention some that or mention some of these artists that you don't know anything about, if you're a hip hop head, do yourself a favor, take a little bit of time and look these people up because these are classic battles. And again, I go back to what he said. You could you you had to come correct. You couldn't come whack at all because everything hinged on it, your your reputation and everything. Um the next battle, uh man, one of my favorites, man. Um MC Shan versus KRS one and Boogie Down Production. Uh the Bridge Wars, you did a phenomenal job breaking down the bridge wars on the blog and on the podcast. Um, we talked about it on the podcast that we did, on, and it's, it's featured on your blog, as well, on your uh, on your website as well, um, talking about the Juice Crew. Uh, this, is the, this is the thing that started it all, man. Um, what did you think about that battle? And, and I, I'm, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about this one. 
uh, as far as it's significant and everything else like that. But what it, what were your initial thoughts on Shan versus Karis one? And you can give people a little backdrop as how this one started as well. Okay, okay. Now, in my opinion, in my in my humble opinion, this is the greatest rap battle in hip hop history, the, the Bridge Wars, and mm-hmm. and and basically, this created gave birth to a career, a legacy, and um, in some respects, it ended another. So, <laughs> it did. So, so, what happened was, um, it was a song by MC Shan, MC Shan and Marley Maul, um, Queens. They made a song, a 12-inch single, for those of you back in the day, a 12-inch Old single. School. Called yeah, called the bridge, and you know it was just a, and even in the beginning, just hey, we want to tell you, they want to tell you a little story about where they come from, and it just starts out the bridge, Queens Bridge, and so MC Shan says hip hop. <laughs> he almost says he said it started, but he, he said you love to hear the story again and again how it all got started way back when, way back when. Anyway, in the Bronx, Karis One hears the song and interprets that as saying that hip hop started <clears throat> in Queens, which it didn't. It really started in the Bronx. And so exactly. he got in his feelings. Now, and he decided to make a return. But before that, what people don't know is Karis One and Scott LaRock, uh, pre BDP, went to. Uh, the radio station where Mr. Magic, another uh, affiliate of Marley Mall and, and, and the Juice Crew, and tried to get down with the Juice Crew. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so, but they got kind of dissed. You know, one, 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 peop- one side says that they said that their song was whack, and another one was just like they just wasn't trying to hear it. But anyway, because of this, because they felt slighted by Mr. Magic and Molly Paul, and then they heard the song that they interpreted that hip-hop started at Queensbridge, they made South Bronx. And so... Yes, so, so, and and this is what happens with um with these battles. Just like the light and Antoinette joint, the first song is an innocent song. <laughs> you know, the, 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 yeah, well, the it was an <laughs> relatively innocent. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it was just an innocent song. He was just talking about the bridge. It was just having some fun. Just like Antoinette made a song. I got an attitude. Just saying, look, I'm I'm nice with it. The second song. <laughs> Got a little bit more personal, you know. Um, and so once once the once the South Bronx came out, everybody went crazy. And because you know, they they Karis one people never heard of Karis one, and no. um, and he comes out, he comes out crushing MC Shan and Molly Maul. And uh, the Juice Crew, <laughs> Mr. Magic. Uh, and so what happens is, after the after South Bronx comes out, in there, you know, um, uh, uh, Karis One, you got dropped off MCA because the rhyme she wrote was whack. Uh, uh, is, 
he was talking about um MC Shan's talking about Shane getting dropped, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's it's talking about all kind of stuff. Um and so and so after that joint drop, MC Shan hears it and he makes kill that noise. Kill that noise. Which was a popular yes. phrase back in the mid eighties. Kill that noise. Yeah. That's it. That was the equivalent of telling somebody to shut the hell up. Kill that noise. Yeah, we had we had nice slang back in the day. I don't yeah, understand real, what, real, what real the slang good. is going on right now. That's, that's, yeah, it was real good slang back there, man. Yeah, and so and so basically, and kill that noise. You know, he he's uh, he's basically saying, look, you're trying to make. Basically, he says, um, I don't really like to be criticized. I don't really mind being criticized, but those who try to make fame on my name dies. And so he was basically saying that Karen Swan is trying to get some fame off of his record. And um, he's, um, he said, I laugh at MCs who call me whack. You ordered, and now I'm going to serve you, Jack. And, and so they keep going back. Um, back and forth, and at the end, they're just laughing at uh, Karis Wynn and Skylar Rock's name, and it's, just, it's, it's really funny. Now, it is. Now, here's the thing. He shouldn't have did that, because, because after Kill That Noise came out, the bridge is overdropped. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of my all-time favorite, one of my all-time favorite hip-hop songs. Yeah, and after the bridge is over, everybody got attacked. That was, it was it. Uh, 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 basically, MC Shan, Molly Maul, Roxanne Shantae, anybody that they ever heard of got dissed in, um, <laughs> in that joint. And, and here's the thing. The reason why this is a dope battle is because, one, it stayed on wax. Mm-hmm. It stayed. It stayed on wax, and it was. Uh, <clears throat> it was a good back and forth of skill, like the quote you said earlier. Basically, it was. I'm going to show you how much better I am. On this song, I'm going to show you mm-hmm. what my wordplay, and I'm going to let the people. I'm going to let the people who buy it decide who won the battle. I'm going to just. I'm going to just keep throwing these jams on you. And you had to keep up. You wouldn't just throw a song out and then be done because somebody going in the studio and hit you with more. So it went like this. Then South Bronx. MC Shan may nope. kill that noise. Then Karis One made the bridges over. Now then, and the, and the bridge is over, Karis One said something about Roxanne Shantae, who's in the Juice Crew. Yeah, and so is. he said, Roxanne Shantae is only good for steady fucking. <laughs> so, so, because so, he said, I finally figured it out. Magic mouth is used for sucking. Roxanne Shantae is only good for steady fucking. So, Roxanne Shantae is the queen of all battles. Right. She, she, she started really, and now she used to battle dudes. She had epic battles against uh, BZB and Fruquan. So, Roxanne Shantae then made a song called Have a Nice Day. Now, in this song, she she decided to respond to um, mm-hmm. uh, Karis One saying, Roxanne Shantae is only good for steady fucking. She said, 
KRS One, you should go on vacation with a name sounding like a whack radio station. Sounds like station. a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> and MC Scott LaRock, you should and uh, DJ Scott LaRock, you should be ashamed when T LaRock said it's yours. He didn't mean his name because T LaRock was a rapper who made it yours, and Scott LaRock was the DJ for BDP, and so she just said he stole his name. So. The, her last her last shot that she shot at BDP was step back peasant popping all that junk and for broken down punks. Broken down punks. Because <laughs> I'm an all-star just like Julius Irvin and Roxanne Chante is only good for steady only serving. Good for steady serving. <laughs> and so, so, so after that happened, um, you had you had these two dudes, Noel and Poet, they came in and they tried to diss uh, BDP. No one cared about that. Right. And, and then MC Shan made Juice Crew Law, where he came back after um, after the bridge is over. And you know, so it was okay, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't that dope. So then, Cool C from the hilltop in Philly. Came in with a song called The Juice Crew Diss. And so he dissed The Juice Crew, Shan, and Shantae. And nobody really cared. (laughs) 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 But basically, he was was, uh, doing that. And then a guy named Butchie B came out of Karis One, did a song with Just Dice. And then BDP made the still number one, and BDP made my philosophy, and then BDP made. So basically, what happened is you hear no more Shan. Yeah, yeah, Shan, 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 Shan really got lost in the shuffle and all of that. And I think what was interesting was, as you chronicled it, I'm thinking back like that was just a thing. Like once once one disc record came out and the streets got it, and everybody's like. Oh, snap. Like, did you hear what such and such said? Then, it's just like you said, then guys were going back in the studio trying to come back with another disc record. And it was just really... And then you had other people, like you said, Cool C, out of Philly, didn't, didn't even have anything to do with... Yeah. And, and one thing that, that we found out later in hip-hop history that um, one thing that was really interesting was that Again, you mentioned Queensbridge, which obviously in Queens, and then with Boogie Down Production coming out of the Bronx, like there was some really, really bad blood between the two boroughs, between hip-hop fans, not just these MCs, but there was bad blood between Bronx and Queens. And like if you go back and find guys from that era, they'll tell you about, you know, parties where guys, parties get shot up, guys getting stabbed just because they were from Queens trying to party in the Bronx or vice versa. So I thought that was, you know, that's where it kind of, it never got violent for the artist, but the bridge wars really, you know, really in the street wise, you know, it got kind of, kind of tense at times. Yeah. But, but here's the other cool thing about, you know, coming up at this time, because the beef and, and we'll get into this later. We'll get into this later when you start talking about stuff that happened in the 90s. But the rap battle that was happening between Shan and KRS out to like both MCs. You could like both songs. 
right. can jam, right. you can love the bridge, and love the bridge is over. KRS-One went to Queens and performed the bridge is over and shut it down. People were going crazy because it was just a dope song. Nobody was like, you know... You got to be on this side or this side, like how things went a little later on in the nineties. It was, mm-hmm. hey, it's just, this is just good hip hop. It was like if, if you liked, um, if you liked Hagler, and he's fighting Sugar Ray, you're like, look, this is just about to be a good fight. I don't really care who wins. I'm just going right. to join. <laughs> you know, it wasn't right. like, ah, oh, you know, you know, you want you want some other stuff. So that was the beauty of that. And and just so people, if your people are following and listening, the reason why Cool C kind of jumped in because you know they was in the hilltop in Philly. Roxanne Shante and Marley Mall, they first deal was on a label called Pop Art that was made out of Philly. And so he, they basically trying to be like, ah. So y'all rapping uh, Queens and stuff like this, but y'all record dealers in Philly. So, you know, stuff like that. No doubt, no doubt. I posted the questions on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, give us your feedback. Uh, we got a couple of comments from uh, Facebook. Uh, everybody's <laughs> voting for light thus far. Um, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let the comments flow uh, on Facebook for a second then before I have to ask if these people even heard the internet. Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people that chime in and say light, but they never heard internet or I got an attitude or, or you know, her responses. So, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm going to let those run in a little bit. Uh, appreciate the comments coming in. I just posted the question on uh, as far as MC Shan and KRS won that particular hip-hop battle. Um, much like you, E, I, I think this was... I'm gonna surprise you. This isn't my favorite hip hop battle. My favorite hip hop battle will actually surprise you, but this is one of my favorites. Um, I think this one was very good because it just spawned some great songs. I mean, the bridges. Oh, I mean, like to this day, you hear it playing in the background when the bridges over comes on. Like I lose my. Like I go back to that time. Um, same for South Bronx. These are, are these are not only are they good, very good disc records, but they're great hip hop songs. And I think yeah. over a period of time, as we moved away from battles into beats, that's what it became. It just became just disc records, not necessarily great songs. And these songs, and, and I'm pretty sure if you ask these MCs from from Antoinette to KRS One to MC Shan. All of these, they will tell you that the other person's this record made them better. Like they, that made them want to go back in the studio and work even harder to come back even harder. Um, yeah. If if I had to pick a victor, I would definitely go with KRS One. Uh, and KRS One has said on several occasions, he he said that if Shan had never respond responded to him, he would have never had a career. That yeah, in and of yeah. itself speaks volumes to me. We would have never Shan heard responded if, if, if they never responded. And because Shan responded, he didn't have a career. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh man, three, yeah. four, seven. 
7162 is the phone number to call. You got something you want to ask? It just went all bad for Shan. Shan, Shan. It did. His, it did. This is this is this is the one of the and we can we can we can end on the the Karis one versus Shan right here. It was Karis one versus Shan, but Shan had a whole Juice Crew that didn't say anything about Karis one. They didn't want no parts of dude. On top of that. It just went really bad for Shan. Shan was supposed to be on the symphony. He was supposed to be on the symphony. He didn't end up on the symphony. Uh, he was he was barely on that control volume. But it was it just went it just went real south for man. Yeah, it did. And it, it, he like you said. I mean, you you put it best. It it, it started KRS One's career, who in my opinion is a top five MC. Um, he's an MC's MC. Um, and he and I have talked about him at nauseum and I'll never stop talking about him because I just think he is just that dope. Um, and it just, for Shan, it was, you know, Shan might be at the car wash right now. I don't know where Shan is. Um, good dude. Good music. He's, but, he's still making music. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. I know he is. No, um, he is. He is. But he, yeah. he dropped some new stuff last year. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, so check that out. Check out MC Shan's new stuff. Uh, that he dropped, uh, and and of course, Karis One is still touring, still making music. Um, yeah. Classic hip hop battles, man. That's what we're talking about tonight. Hit us up three four seven two one five seven one six two. Got Mister Tweet Rhymes Life in the building. Mister Eclectic, mm. man, back for the first time in a long time, brother. We got, we got. I, I'm already telling you right now, man. We got to get back to. We got to get our schedule together where we can do this at least once a month. Cause we we hadn't done this in a minute, man. We have yeah, I got a, I got a lot of um, I got a lot of shows over on Encyclopedia Hip Hop that needs to happen. It's a lot of hip hop that needs to be out to the masses because you know what? This is what I found out. I found you know because I got the website and I post right. I post things on there, but but this generation don't read. This generation nope. don't read. <laughs> nope. Not at all. And and they don't and they also they don't visit uh, websites. They don't go to blogs. They just they're on Twitter and Facebook. If it's not on Twitter and Facebook, they're not really fucking with it. So, so the so the podcast gotta happen because they'll listen. People listen mm-hmm. to something, but they're not gonna yeah. read. They're not. If it's more than 140 characters, they're not trying to read. Exactly. That is so true. That is so true. So yeah, we 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 are definitely we definitely gonna get get the band back together and make it happen. Uh, hit us up three four seven two one five seven one six two. Um, you know, I want to, I want to, I know we got a list of stuff to talk about. Let's talk about real quick. Well, we only have to be quick. Let's talk about a battle that didn't happen. Um, a lot of times, and I, I think this is the thing that really kind of, this was what was really dope about the era in which we, we talk about all the time, the golden era of hip hop. A lot of times. It wasn't like you you mentioned earlier about the fact that Antoine, I mean, Light never mentioned Antoinette's name. See, a lot of times, like, you didn't even have to mention a guy or girl's name. The streets knew exactly who you were talking about. So, naturally, when mm-hmm. they heard that particular rhyme, they were running back and saying, Oh, did you hear what such and such said about such and such? That leads me into my next question. Yeah. Two mm-hmm. of our favorite MCs. Um, never actually officially battled. 
I'm talking about Big Daddy Kane and Rakim Allah. Rakim. I'm going to take you back. Let's say it's 1988, which was Greatest mm-hmm. Hip Hop, correct? The hip hop yeah, battle. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. The hip hop battle between Kane and Rakim never happened. But if it did, let's say it's 1988. We got our boom boxes. We got the tape decks ready. It's coming on the radio. A disc record for a disc record from Big Daddy Kane, and then a disc record from Rakim. So if you got two of the hip hop heavyweights, if they were battling, not right now, because they they on a whole different level right now. But if it was '88 and both of them were going for the crown, who do you think would win a battle between Kane and Rakim? Yeah, Rakim would have won because cause lyrically, Rakim was better, and Kane would have tried to make something funny, you know. Okay. Um, and it would it would it would have been you know it would have been something. Um, uh, but here's the thing: they almost well, they kind of was beefing in the background anyway. Yes, they were. They were. You know, um, um, you know, don't forget, you know, Kane, um, Kane had the, um, when, 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 when Rakim said he was the rap soloist and then, um, on, uh, I think it was my melody, you know, and, and, and Kane came back and said, rap soloist, you don't want none of this. You know? Right. And, 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 and Kane dropped smooth operator and then Rakim was like E F F E C T, a smooth operator operating correctly. Back to the problem. I gotta have it. You can't. <laughs> so, so they they had some things in the background, but they never right. made the right album. So I think though, um, but they but they said that there was no real beef, but they could have did it. Um, mm-hmm. I think Rakim would have won though, because Rakim lyrically he would have. I think he would have diced them up. You know what? Um, and our boy Rashawn, it's, it's, it's crazy that Rashawn's not on here because he's a huge Kane, Kane fan. But well, actually, we all are Kane fans. But he, I think Rashawn thinks that Kane is the best MC ever. Um, I, I gotta agree with you. I think that was, it, and it goes back to something you just said a few minutes ago. And I never really thought about it, but even when MCs were battling back then, you still liked them. Like you still liked. You know, so as much as I'm a Kane fan, as much as I'm a Rakim fan, I don't know if I would have actually wanted to see these two battle. But if they did, I think I think Rakim would have won. I think I think Kane would have just I, I I don't know if Kane would have really had enough ball. And it's, it's crazy for me to say Kane would have enough balls for anything for that matter. But um, yeah, I think um. I think Rakim would have won, man. I think, oh, that would have been. I would, I would have. I think that would have been brought some great music first and foremost. I think that would have been. Oh, that would have. It would have definitely given us some great music. Um, but uh, wow. Oh, just thinking about it, man, is kind of like it makes you think. Like 
what would have or could have happened if that had actually happened. Because hey, hey. I think they've, they've said on record that they, they kind of came close to something, but nothing ever happened. Yeah, they squashed it. And it would have been a great divide because because women would have been on Kane's side and really the real dudes would have been on Rakim's side. Right. And it would have, it would have been a exactly. good divide too because because I don't you don't know too many women that's just gonna be uh spitting out my melody. They weren't you know, they weren't really <laughs> gonna... I only know one that knows my melody like that, my homegirl Kai. Um, that's about it. I don't really know too many women that, that, that know my melody back and forth. Um, yeah, so, um, I don't know, man. It's, you're right, man. Kane would have definitely been doing something for the ladies, and it would have been smooth. It would have been a diss record, but smoothed out. <laughs> right, so, right, right, right. I don't know how that would have I mean, he would have had... He would've had... He would have had his cute lines like put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself and things like that. But but you got to understand the dude that made lyrics of fury. Dude would have just went on him without a chorus, without a breath. And it would have just been, it would have been bad. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, I I think it would have, it would have been, it would have been epic though. I, I, I could have, and like you said earlier, you, you mentioned it, and that's something that we as hip-hop fans, we caught it when Rakim dropped a little slight, and, and see, like I said back then, man, you, and that, that just, just goes to show you how different the times have changed. Kane didn't have to mention Rakim. When he said that line, we knew exactly who he was talking about. Yeah, even on um, Follow the Leader, he was like, I'm Rock Kim, the fiend of the microphone. I'm not him. I'm not so him. Leave my mic so alone. Leave my mic alone. <laughs> and everybody was just like, who, what, who, who, who is him? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about you, and I'm pretty sure I speak to you, but this is something that, like, you and your homeboys sat around and argued about for, like, hours, right? Because I know we did. We just argued about it, like, yo, he talking about LL? Nah, he's not talking about LL. He's talking about Rakim. And, like, you go back and forth with your homeboys about who he was actually talking. Again, back then, you didn't have to actually mention someone's name. Because think That's about it. That's what was it. so dope. Um, Daddy Kane, um, ain't no half-stepping. Up on the stage is where I'm going to get you at. You think I'm losing? Picture that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Man, we got a lot of comments coming in. My man Otis on Twitter. He said, "He said Big Daddy Kane would wash the god." I don't know why. Wow. That's in, that's, oh, I mean, in a, in a dance in a dance contest, <laughs> in a dance contest, he would have killed him. Come on, man! You know Rakim don't dance. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a, in a dance contest, Kane would have crushed him. I don't think I've ever seen Rakim even you know, act I'll, like he's gonna dance. Nah, and a um and a modeling contest came with a crush. Okay, I gotta shout out my man, Mister Me versus the World on Twitter. I'm gonna read back his tweet begrudgingly. He said, "I gotta go push the same way I'd vote if Nas and AC were AZ were to ever battle. If not, it wouldn't be a push. Battle, man. <laughs> it wouldn't guy. be a push." Listen, this is all oh, I'm gonna say. Man. 
This is and this is all I'm gonna say, and then I'm gonna get off the topic. This is all I'm gonna say. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is every song that those two individuals did together, A Z had the better verse. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm you know E, I'm not starting with you tonight. I shouldn't even read that tweet. <laughs> That's all I'm, I'm not saying anything else. I'm not saying anything else. Now, if anybody oh. want to argue that, you know, they just point it out. But that's all I got. That's all I got. And, and you know what? Anybody listening, and, and if you listen to any podcast, anything me and E have done, we've never done something where AZ has not been mentioned. I don't know why AZ keeps getting mentioned, but he just keeps getting mentioned. Now, now, 95% of the time, AZ, uh, E will mention AZ. So tonight, I can't blame him. I got to blame me because I brought it up. Actually, I'm going to bring Mr. Me versus the World on Twitter for bringing it up. But, okay, so there's your AZ mention. We did a show on Mary J. Blige and somehow AZ got in the conversation. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> 347-215-7162 is the phone number to call. Uh, again, 347-215-7162. We are talking classic hip-hop battles. Not beat, but battles. Some of the best battles that shape the landscape of hip hop as we know it today. Uh, get in where you fit in. Hit us up 347 215 7162. You want to go Roxanne Shante versus BDP? Because we kind of touched on it a little earlier. We can go back to it if you want to. Well, here's the thing, and I, I'll be brief. Um, the Roxanne Shante thing for BDP, that wasn't really a battle. What you right. do want to mention. What you do want to mention is probably the greatest thing to happen in hip hop period as far as battles and beef. Greater than the bridge wars technically. Because if it wasn't for this, there wouldn't have been any bridge wars. Mm-hmm. And that is the Roxanne Wars. The Roxanne Very Wars. Very epic. And we and I did I didn't I didn't put that down, but birth. those were great. Mm-hmm. Now now the 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 Roxanne Wars is, and I and I put this on there. I had uh, I had tweets back and forth for Roxanne Shante about this. I got it's the reason I fell in love with hip hop. Now, the Roxanne, basically, this is what happened. UTFO was a group just coming out, and they put out a single called "Hanging Out." And hanging out on the flip side of the twelve inch single, shout outs to the twelve inch singles. On the shout flip out side to the was a song, single. <clears throat> was a song called Roxanne Roxanne. That wasn't the single, that was just the flip side. The main single was Hanging Out. So as the story goes, they were supposed to do a show. And they did ended up not doing the show. And the radio station was like, you know, beefing like, yo, they're not doing the show. Anybody want to uh, diss them or, you know, you know, say anything about it? Or maybe the show was whack. I don't remember exactly. But anyway, Roxanne Shantae got with uh, Molly Maul, mm-hmm. and they just did the instrumental, the instrumental of uh, Roxanne Roxanne, and she freestyled for like four or five minutes about them. Again, this was a freestyle. She didn't write this freestyle. down. And so, and and a radio station, Mr. Magic and them, they started playing it. And they, and they got buzzed because nobody was doing this. This was like the first 
almost the first return record ever. They had a song called Roxanne, Roxanne, and then this girl saying that she's Roxanne is coming out dissing them. Mm-hmm. And so what happened? So what happened after that? Well, besides UTFO getting really pissed off because everybody's like they crushing, she crushing them. They she get they getting crushed by a girl. But on top of that, they um got mad because of the um use of their their beat. So right. then Roxanne had to go and make their own beat. <clears throat> and also understand this. Roxanne Shantae was 14 years old. She was yeah, mad young, mad young, and held her she own. Was, and and she didn't. And people didn't realize that. Like she was young when she was recording. Yeah, and so and so basically, she dropped the joint, and they said it sold like 250, 300 thousand copies in just New York. Wow, this is a bootleg. This, this is a bootleg, and so then she re-released it because the original had cursing in it. I mean, a fourteen-year-old girl just telling them to kiss her ass and lick her. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so she released it again in eighty-five. This was nineteen eighty-four, y'all. Eighty-four. Thirty-four. Thirty years ago. Over, and so, and so. In '85, she released a she released a, a for real one. UTFO then they made another song, but they got the, a new Roxanne called the Real Roxanne, and the Real Roxanne was on their side, and so they ended up trying to make um, they tried to get on with the beef by controlling the beef, so they had their own Roxanne, so they were trying to go back and forth like that, but it didn't work. Anyway. What ended up happening was Roxanne Shantae had a had the song, and then Sparky D made a song about Roxanne. <laughs> Sparky, Sparky D had a song called Roxanne Get, Get Through, and then it was another song about uh, Roxanne. It was Roxanne's doctor, the parents of Roxanne, Roxanne's little mm-hmm. sister, and all these people came out making songs trying to get on the hype. This is what happened. Because of the song that came out in 1984, and her doing a response record, by 1986, there was over a hundred answer records of different people saying that they were in the Roxanne family or saying something about her. It spawned 100, over 100 individual response records. Unheard of. Wow, yeah, it was. It was. Unheard of. I mean, like, it got to a point where everybody had a Roxanne song. I mean, like, there were Roxanne Jones, Roxanne Morgan, Roxanne Washington. I mean, Roxanne's coming out of everywhere. And these were just regular people just making a Roxanne song. Oh, it was incredible. So, so, a, so just go know ahead, go ahead. that if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for that, you know, this this it wouldn't have made any sense for uh, Karis one to do uh, South Bronx, but this was the template for that. This was 1984. This was about three, uh, four years before any anything you heard of Shan or or the Bridge or any of that. And so uh, Roxanne ended up battling dudes, women, 
Roxanne got a song. If you go on your YouTube machine, the song Big Mama. Mm-hmm. You, you know Big Mama? Yep, I remember that one. Big Mama is a song where uh, she disses Light, Queen Latifah, Salt and Pepper, JJ Fad. Yo yo, and in. just about any other female rapper. Any and other female. Thing, <laughs> here's the thing: ain't none of them say shit back because they knew what was up. Man, that's respect right there. That's respect right there. Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta shout out my man Craig on Facebook. <laughs> he was answering the question about MC Light and uh, Antoinette. He said, and I read and I quote. I might be speaking out of place here, but Antoinette won this battle. But Light had the machine behind her that was pushing it. I'm talking about this mm-hmm. MC battle, not just MC, not about an MC's body of work. So he he's right there with you, man. He 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 broke it down. That's that's true. I mean, and and that's and I kind of and I I did what I said I was gonna do. I threw the question out there, like how many people have actually heard of Light? I mean, uh, Antoinette, because I think that if you didn't hear Antoinette response and her initial you know i got an attitude then you would think okay well you know mc light i mean mc light is the most recognized one of the most recognizable females in in, in uh, hip-hop history so you know so naturally she's going to get most of the votes but um and keep the comments coming keep the comments coming three four seven two one five seven one six two again three four seven two one five seven one six two one hour is down. We got another to go. Eclectic is in the building. Hey, before we move on, tell the people where they can find you, man. Because I always forget to do that. Yo, this, this is what you want to do. This is what you want to do, people. You want to go. You want to go to Ad Eclectic. That's uh, E C L E C T I K. You go there for some randomness, a whole bunch of other shit. If you're just on your hip-hop joint, if you're just on your hip-hop golden era uh, type joint, you want to go to at Tweet Rhymes Life. Now, there you go. Then, if you want to go, and then if you want to go to the original one, got to go. Where it all started and where it's done, <laughs> pretty tastefully. You know. Stop biting. Pretty, pretty, pretty tastefully. You want to go to at the number one, got to go, because that's where it's at. Again, I've been doing it for three years. People just now catching up and copying. Yeah, you you might have to start something else, man. <laughs> man. Oh, by the way, oh, keep, keep on the lookout. Keep on the lookout for the hashtag um, uh, EHHVS. That's a uh, encyclopedia hip hop versus. I put something versus something else. You pick what it is. Uh, like I uh, did um, People's Instinctive Travels by Tribe versus Three Feet High Rising by Daylight. Which is the better album? Of course, the answer is Three Feet High. But you might think. Of course. Of course. Uh, you well, you know how I feel about people's instinctive. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just saying. It was a great album, though, man. It was a great album. Um, that was high. <laughs> three, four, seven, two, one, five. So that's how you that's how you can catch up with him. We'll put his information back out there before we get off the air. But yeah, check out his website. Check him out. If you're on Twitter, all social media outlets, check him out. He's all over the place. You don't want to miss what he's talking about. Um, three four seven two one five seven one six two is the phone number to call. Um, the next classic hip hop battle, man. <sighs> Gotta go west. N.W.A. Oh shit! The Prodigal Son, Ice Cube. 
Um, oh, I thought you were talking uh, DJ Quick MCA. My bad. No, 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 no quick and eight. <laughs> no, hey, no eight versus uh, Comp is most wanted. <laughs> no Spice oh, okay. One versus MCA. Um, let's oh, go to the West, man. Ice Cube versus NWA, man. What, what did you think about that battle? Okay, now see, here's the thing. There's battles and there's beef. This this is closer to beef than it is battle. Now, because a battle Cause consists it's personal. Of, well, it's personal, and a, a good hip hop battle consists of individuals making records specific to someone back and forth. Like, I'm gonna make this song about you. Cool. I'm gonna make this song about you. Responding to the shit you just said, and now I'm gonna make a song back. This get this was real short and real one sided. So <laughs> this and this was so beef. So basically, because of Jerry Heller, um, and I'm I'm really interested in seeing how they portray Jerry Heller. And me too. Me too. Um, uh, Cube wasn't getting he wasn't getting the money he deserved, and and by deserve I mean damn. He wrote the lyrics for just about everybody, and, and he, you know, he was he wasn't getting his fair share. Easy E was getting um, a lot of it, and Dre was getting a lot of it for producing the tracks. So Q was just like, yo, I need, you know, I need what I need, and they wasn't trying to flex with him, so he bounced, and so he he went solo, and now NWA was like, all right, fuck it, we don't need you. When in retrospect, they only made one more album, so they kind of did. Right. But, right. But um, the 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 America because most wanted, and no Vaseline. I mean, what can you say? It is. I mean, one of the one of the greatest diss tracks ever. Um, this one was a, another one that was kind of personal for me because I was a huge NWA fan, um, and. It was, and we talked about on a podcast, um, I think it was a Jewish crew or something, we talked about how it was back in the day, because keep in mind, when, when groups broke, like, it was unheard of for rap groups to break up. Like, I remember, I, rem- I, I, I remember really feeling sad when I heard EPMD had broken up. Like, that was, and keep in mind now, there was no Twitter, there was no social media for you to, there was no internet for you to find this out. You found out on the radio, you know what I mean? So I was mm-hmm. really hurt when I found out that Eric and Paris went their separate ways. Wasn't as hurt when Tribe did it because, you know, you kind of saw it coming. Tribe was kind of going in different directions, whatever, whatever. Um, I can't say I was hurt, but I was kind of in the middle with this one because I'm su- I'm, I was such a huge NWA fan and... Ice Cube was my favorite member in the group. I love the group, but Cube was my favorite group member. So I was. You know who my favorite group person. member was? Uh, Yella. <laughs> nah, man. The hip hop gangster Easy E. That was my dude. I know. I know you like E, man. I, I just. I mean, but Ice Cube wrote the rhymes. <laughs> he wrote the rhymes, man. Um. So yeah, so this one right here had me kind of perplexed. Um, I didn't like to see them going, and I agree with you. I, I think this was more beef than it was a battle, um, because let's just keep it real. 
when Ice Cube made no Vaseline, there was no response. <laughs> yeah. There was no response. There was no comeback. There was no nothing. Like they like it, it was almost like they said, Okay, let's close up shop. Time to go home. That was it. So I think and, and much like you, man, I'm really interested in seeing this movie. Um and it's funny, man. Side note, I, I was having a conversation with my oldest son, who's about to be 16, and we were talking about, he was asking me about this Drake Meek Mill mess. And I said, you know, I was, I was just, and we have deep conversations about hip hop and stuff. And I was telling him, I said, well, I said, you know, the kind of music that you listen to, I said, you want, you're not going to listen to this music five years from now, I said, because it's not really that good. And I said, I said, I'll give you a perfect example. I said, you, you listened to Soldier Boy three years ago, and he was hot. I said, when I was your age, when I was 16, I listened to NWA. They're doing a movie about him. <laughs> I said, you don't think uh, so, Soldier Boy, the movie, is not coming? <laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. So, and when I said that, he, he oh, kind of, he kind of, his eyes got kind of bright, like, yo, Dad, you all right. And I'm like, look, dude, it's, it's, and it's not dad being an old man, you know, just crapping on your music. But the thing I, I, I love about him is that he, he does, you know, he, he kind of surprised me because he was listening to it. It takes a nation millions to hold us back. Um, and he knows all the words to all the songs, which is kind of mind boggling to me because that's one of, that's one of my all time favorite albums. Um, nonetheless, I think uh, Ice Cube clearly won this one. Um, like I said, it wasn't much of a battle because I think after no, I mean they they took a couple of shots on the uh, Niggas for Life album, but um, Cube pretty much ended it all on no Vaseline. I mean when he said I never have dinner with the president, I mean yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much I don't know how much more cutthroat you could be when you talk now, about how the fact that go ahead. You you right, and he repeated it. But then you got to think about this, and this is what nobody really thought about. That motherfucker easy had dinner with the president, though. <laughs> I mean, I mean, on one hand, it was a it was a dance because of what you've been talking about in street cred and everything. But on right, the right, right, right. Like, this was, and this was eighty something. We weren't invited. To, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. This was, and, and keep in mind now, Reagan was in office. This wasn't, you know, this was this wasn't President Obama or somebody who's personal right. like that. Um, so yeah, it, but I think it, it spoke to the idea of selling out, and I think that's what Cuba yeah. was going with. And um, and so you know, you can't. It's like you said, you can't be the nigga for the life crew with a white dude telling you what to do. Um. <laughs> and then, and then uh, it's so funny to see where uh, and then it's uh, he's making Are We There Yet, though. <laughs> hey, I mean, but you know what? And that's, you know, what's funny, E? And that, in that same conversation I was having with my oldest son, I said, like, I, I use Ice Cube and, and, and NWA as an, as an example. I said, like, you know Ice Cube from movies, you don't know him as an MC. I said, you know, Dr. Dre is the guy that makes the headphones. He don't know nothing about the chronic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show you how time has, has gone. Um, real quick, while I got you on the subject, man, let's jump off topic real quick. 
Dre is finally dropping an album Friday. You, any thoughts on it? Oh no, I don't care. <laughs> there's, there's no way. There's absolutely no way he's gonna have anything on there that appeals to me. I mean, unless it's some kind of NWA reunion joint, right? And they, uh, they, they somehow they have found Arabian Prince and MC Ren. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care, man. He he, he could do whatever you want, man. That's, that's that's good for him, man. I, I'm I'm interested, but I'm I'm not going to get my hopes up because it's not like you said, it's not NWA, and I really don't want to hear. And I don't know who's all going to be on the album. I don't know if I necessarily want to hear today's rappers thing. over Drake. That's the thing right there. That's the thing right there. You don't know who's going to be on it, but you know it's going to be a whole bunch of people on it. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, a whole bunch of people. I ain't, I'm not, not interested in. Yeah, yeah, I'm not interested in hearing uh, Dr. Dre and Drake and Nicki Minaj. I'm good, man. No doubt, no doubt. Three four seven two one five seven one six two is the phone number to call. Again, three four seven two one five seven one six two. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle. Joined by my partner, Eclectic. He's in the building. He's in your speakers. He's in your pod. Uh, hit us up, 347-215-7162. Um, shout out to my homie, Dig Game. He's in the chat room. He said uh, he said that they have the track. He said the track listing is out, and he said uh, he said it should be. He said it looks pretty decent. I have to check it out. I, I haven't looked at the track listing. Um, well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about uh, Dig Game. He's very. <laughs> Man, he's a very progressive guy. He likes he likes other stuff, you know. And he's not, he's not as uh he's he's not an old folky like me who only listens to stuff that came out in 1998. Oh yeah, you know we go way back, way back. Shout out, to, we got to get Dig back. I got to get Dig back on the show too, man. He, it's been a minute. He always seems to disappear during the show. I've never had a, a co-host disappear during the show. Um, but that's, well, he's, he's a very progressive guy. See? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh man, hit us up 347-215-7162 again 347-215-7162. Um This next one, man, I'm very actually I'm very interested to talk about this one, right? And this okay. is going to surprise you. This is my Uh-oh. favorite hip hop battle ever. Favorite um, classic hip hop battle? Is it uh, Yo Yo versus uh, Gangsta Nip? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, nah, Ja Rule and Fifty Cent. <laughs> uh-uh. Um, ladies love Cool James, James Todd Smith versus Cool Morris, whatever his last name is. <laughs> Deweese. Deweese, that's it. That's it. Um. Kumo D and LL, man. Come and the on. GOAT. Kumo D versus the GOAT. Oh, this guy. I forgot. I just, I, I hadn't had him on here so long, I forgot. He refers to LL as a GOAT. Um, <laughs> let's get into it, man. I, I'm very interested because I, I don't think, in all the years we've been doing this, I don't think we've ever talked in detail about this beat or this battle, I should say, because this was a battle. This battle spawned some great 
battle songs. I think it really solidified one of them as one of the supreme battle MCs to ever breathe on the microphone. Um, what's your thoughts on the battle between LL and Cool Modi? Oh, well, quite simply, uh, LL won and Cool Modi lost. Um, <laughs> so, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this, 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 was, this was good. It was a lot of... Um, this is probably the second best joint. And the only reason why I say it's the second best joint to uh, the uh, Bridge Wars is because the Bridge Wars ended up with more classic songs out of it than this one did. Mm-hmm. But this one got heated. This one got heated. Um, it did. Basically, it did. what happened was basically what happened was LL came out and he was a young upstart and he was just basically saying, "Look, I'm here now and I'm the new I'm the new shit." And all the old people that y'all used to listen to, it's, it's, it's time to bow down, pretty much. And and Kumo D took offense, took offense to that, and um and 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 dropped um how you like me now? How you like me and, now? And, and and to the cover, it's a subtle diss to um LL on the cover of that. Yep. You remember? Yep, yeah. had the had the Kango, had his Jeep rolling over the Kango. Yeah, his Jeep under the Kango. So, so which was which was cool. That was pretty funny. And then um, also, since we talked about um, the, the the Juice Crew joint earlier, MC Sham was also dissing LL at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah, he was. At he that time, Sham was trying to hold on. Sham was trying to hold on. Yeah, he made a song called Beat Biter, and he he accused uh, LL Cool J of biting beats, whatever. LL basically ignored MC Shan because I guess he figured, look, you already lost. I'm not trying to give you, I'm not trying to let you back in the game. Um, but um, so LL hit with Jack the Ripper. Now anybody, anybody who's heard Jack the Ripper know that that song is incredibly raw. And as right. well as how you like how you it like is. me now, it, how you like me now is a classic, and it's a real cool groove. But when Jack the Ripper came out, it made you want to start for real. Like it got you hype. And and, and you did, you know, you know. And Kumo D was with the How You Like Me Now, and then uh, LL was How You Like Me Now. I'm getting busier. I'm double platinum. I'm watching you get busier. Get busier. <laughs> <laughs> My man was like. Well, man, I was like, okay, because Cool Mo D was like, yo, you know, you ain't really nothing like that. You know, talking about a battle, you ain't had a battle yet. You can't sell records. Basically saying he ain't going to sell no records. And I was like, yo, I'm double platinum. So what? <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> you know, and so, um, and then, you know, it was some good, it was some good um, uh, some back and forth there for, for a second, for a second. Mm-hmm. Um the 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 song that um everybody likes to point out that Cool Mo D made was uh, Let's Go. Right. Everybody loves Let's Go because he did all the L's. Lower level, like luster. Lower level, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lazy, lemon, little, logic, lucky, bleach, liver, lips, labias, loves, loses lips. So so that was that was dope. Um, but um, basically, you know, LL though, it came back, 
Now this is now this is a funny diss. This is a funny diss that most people won't get, and most people never got. But he said, "Well, that um uh um LL uh I mean the Kumo D dissed LL. He said that he sound like a girl." Yeah, he did. And he said that he said that LL sounded like Cheryl the Pearl. Now most people don't know who the hell Cheryl the Pearl is, but if you <laughs> do know who Cheryl the Pearl is, it is very very funny. Um, but uh, it, it it just got it got too it got too much for Modi in my opinion because after Let's Go. Now listen, most people only know the little L part of Let's Go. He came back with Mama said knock you out. I mean, so which was a legit conversation he had with his grandmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he <laughs> she did. Was like, she, she was like, she gave him the title. And then the one that people sleep on to the break of dawn. To the break of to dawn. To the break of one of the, the one of, of the best most left slept on diss tracks ever. I think. Yeah, because he dissed Cool Mo D, Ice T, and MC Hammer in the same song. <laughs> yes, he, gave each, he did. <laughs> he gave he gave each one of them their own verse. He said, um, he said <laughs> for MC Hammer, um, a little kid for that crap because my old gym teacher ain't supposed to rap. Calling him his old gym teacher. Um, yeah. Um, he called Ice T a little hip hop raccoon. Um and and for the um and for the Kumo D verse he, he told he said he had said he had the nerve to have some Star Trek shades on but yeah oh yeah skinny, that's when Mo D never they, we never saw Mo D without his shades on he was like you can't handle the whole way skin need lotion teeth need Colgate wise up you little burnt up French fry I'm that type of guy <laughs> hey man. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! I love that show. Yeah, it it, it so, was. So who, think, who do you man, think won? Who do you think won? LL won, man. And, and, and I think I think Mo D had. I mean, Mo D had some heat, man. I, it's not this this battle in particular. Is I think it's a lot. I I think that's why why it's one of my why. It's, why it's my favorite battle because I think I remember hearing LL and then I remember Mo D coming back and you and you thinking to yourself like damn how's he gonna come back from that then Mo D comes I mean LL comes back to the break of dawn kind of sealed it for me because I think like I said I think to the break of dawn is probably one of the best but most slept on this I mean like this guy did three other rappers in one song <laughs> like <laughs> It was almost like LL. Yeah, he right? didn't I'm care. All, hey, I'm gonna address all you fools on this one track, and then I'm good. And that was it. He didn't have to say no more. And and you and I and, and you know anybody most, most he tried to, to come back. He did. He did. But it was at that point he was swinging at the air. Yeah. At that point he was swinging at the air. Uh, three four seven two one five is the phone number to call. Let's jump to the phone line. Look like we got the alderman. Hailing from the Lou, our boy Dick Game. Dick Game, what's up, man? 
What's going on, Kyle, man? What's going on, brothers? Chilling, chilling. What's up with you? Very progressive guy, man, this guy. I'm good, man. It's like they were trying to call me out, man. What's going on in these streets? <laughs> Yo, I, 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 have, I have nothing to say bad about uh, D-Game, a.k.a. Uh, Twitter Marcus Graham. <laughs> <laughs> the Marcus Graham Chronicles. <laughs> yes. Well, one battle y'all oh, missing, man. What's man. going on up in the loop, man? Oh. What we, what, which one we missing? Which one, uh, it's not Nelly versus somebody, is it? Uh, no. Please don't talk about Nelly and Kara as one. It's DJ Quick. What'd you say, DJ Quick and who? DJ Quick versus NCA. Oh, Jesus. You know what? We mentioned that. Um, and we've got a couple that we haven't gotten to. That that one, I'm going to be honest, Dick, that one's not on the list. I started to put it on the list, but then I know E, e don't really like West Coast. <laughs> hey, how dare but, you? I know about no. uh, Quick versus State. <laughs> Yeah, now you know about that, but you don't know. Yeah, but um, but now we we just didn't. I didn't um. That one's up there. I just didn't. I thought these were a little bit better. But but no, you could put it up there. What what, what did you take from that? Now, one? who won that battle? Yeah, yeah. Who won? Who won? Who won? I'll go with Quick though, because Quick uh, hit him up on two songs. Um, if you remember, uh, the, uh, what was the song before that on the album before that? He got him too. Um, that song man. We going to dog too. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Way too funky. Way too funky. Way too funky. Yeah, out. yeah. I remember that one. On that song. And the thing was, if you know, understand the history of how they beat him, he decided that he was going to beat that on because it was over over him not getting on the NCA track. And NCA didn't start it. NCA hit him first. So then he came with the Way Too Funky. NCA came back with the, uh, that, that Contralos Wanted track. Um, on uh, the one that's got the, uh, what's the, with the uh, man, the album where he's got the eight ball in the front, where he's shooting the eight ball in the front. I forgot the name of the song on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, was that Compton's uh, Most That um, wasn't Compton's Most Wanted, was it? No, it was MCA. It was uh, the uh, uh, We Come Strapped album. Yep, that's it. Yep. Okay. And it's it, it, he knows. He did quick hit him with that uh, 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 with that dollars and cents, and that that was a, that, that song. Yep, dollars and cents. That's all six minutes. Dollars and cents. <laughs> he said, he said, I forgot the G because the G ain't in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, what, that's what was so cool about those beats. Those, I don't even want to say beats. Those battles back then, man, was that, like, it wasn't, you, you never heard anybody say, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to shoot you, I'm going to do anything. I mean, it was just literally about lyrically, how can I rip this guy or girl apart? To where people are just going to be amazed at everything that I have to say, and I think that was that's one of the things that made some of these songs just so such, such great songs. That one got real disrespectful though, because he said like you know he said I'm on he said I've never had a dude suck my dick, but I'm gonna let you suck it so you can see how it tastes. <laughs> oh, yeah, now that's just, that's disrespectful. <laughs> that's disrespectful. That was on that dollar percent. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's been some good battles, man. I mean, it's just some good. I mean, that cannabis LL one had we could have had more legs if cannabis had two more years of being a vet. I think. Yeah, it, you know, it's a lot of guys, and we, we're gonna talk about that. A lot of guys took L's going up against LL, and and when I started looking at some of the battles that happened, you know, man, a lot of them dealt with LL. <laughs> Dude, was just yeah. they were running up on L, and they were just. You, and you know why? James ain't the guy that you wanted to. Why? Because he was the only one 
that was really popular, had name, had name mm-hmm. value and credit and street cred, and had no crew. He had nobody. So he looked at him like he was an easy target. It just wasn't, it didn't work out for like that for him. Mm-hmm. That's true. Boy, I never thought about Ella not having a crew. Yeah, I mean, because look, you had the Juice Crew, and you had BDP, and you had all these people, and somebody had a back. Somebody could have came through and said something, but L, it was, it was LL and Cut Creator. It was, that was it. He wasn't. He had no crew, no boys. He was on Def Jam by name, but Def Jam didn't have. Yeah. It was just, it was just him. He had no crew, so he looked like an easy target because he was making money and he was out there. It's just he and was people, crushing and them. they went at him. Too. They went right at him. They went right at him, no doubt. There's a beat that people don't know about that almost started, but it never started, was Slick Rick and Snoop Doggy Dog. Over Lottie Slick Rick and Snoop Dogg. I remember that one. Nah, it should have started. It should have started because fuck Snoop. Yeah, fuck Snoop. And I hate Snoop. (laughs) This man does not like Snoop, and I don't know why. Because he ruined fucking hip hop classics. He ruined he ruined Lottie Dottie. Then what did he do? Then he ruined vapors. <laughs> then he do vapors and ruin those. Yeah, he, he did. He did, he, did he did vapors too. He did vapors. He, he did vapors and he did Lottie Dottie. He did another one too. He, I don't fucking hate one after that. Yeah, but it was because uh, I don't know if you remember that. I remember that song that was on. Um, uh, DJ, uh, who was, whose album was that? Uh, Kid Capri's uh, uh, first solo joint, that song Unity. That's why they came together on that track because they were mm-hmm. they were before. Okay. Uh, while Slick was still, so that was why that song Unity was like them two together on that track. On the Unity track on that uh, Kid Capri album. Oh that yeah, I, I remember. I remember. It's been a long time since I heard that one, but I remember hearing that one too. Yeah, they, these are these are some, and that's what we're talking about tonight, man. We're talking about classic hip hop battles. Hey, D, you got anything else for us tonight, man? Oh man, dude, I'm just glad y'all, you know, what I'm saying y'all covering these battles, man. I I think uh, I know a lot of people giving this great uh, Mick Mills battle, you know, like the Boo Boo sign, um, in general. But I, I want people to think about the perspective of the time and who Drake is, and the fact that it's like he like he he, he brought in hip hop. Who would have ever thought mm-hmm. that he would brought it? Up? That's why I think this this situation is gonna this is gonna propel Drake, regardless if we whatever we want to talk about with him writing lyrics or not. That's another conversation. But the fact that what he's taking it, like he's doing a hip hop, like he's doing right. everything that we want for for, for hip hop artists to do, he's doing it with this battle. No, you you are right. He's pretty pretty much he's doing he's doing the best that he can. To give yeah. us that old school <laughs> hip hop feeling, yeah, and I, I will give him that credit. I will give him that. I mean, have y'all heard that uh, the leak of that that third track? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Drake, he he got another. He got Drake got another track. He did one at the OVO fest on Monday. The third three piece. Oh wow! I, I ain't, all I saw was the pictures. Oh no no he he wow. did no. the rope. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he, see, here's the problem. Here's the problem. He's doing, like I said, you know, what, what, we're, what we have left to work with. He's doing the best that he can. Unfortunately, one, this isn't the climate for it. I mean, this is a lot. This, and this era is, oh, he said that, all right, let's. 
talk about something else. But then, on the other hand, he also doesn't have any viable competition. It's nothing coming yeah. the other way. But the thing is, though, he's yeah. competing against the game, though, I think, at this point. He's competing against the game of hip-hop and hip-hop people look at him. So he's really battling Yeah. Because people, this thing, saw I mean, him if, yeah. hard, you know. And I'm not saying he's rhyming hard, but what he's doing right now is just decimating Meek Mill's career. Like, literally decimating his career. Dang, that's the thing that I put on Twitter. Before this happened, I never heard it, dude. So he, I don't, it, it didn't, I heard of him only because of this beef. I never even heard it. So ruining his career doesn't really do nothing for me because I didn't think I was going to Meek Mill had the number one album the week before that. And now he's down to not even top ten. We got the beef started. That's one thing about that's one thing about when you battle, and, and we touched on it at the beginning of the show. You really have to make sure that you know what you're doing, and and you better come, you better play to win. You better play to win because well, yeah. careers will end. Careers will definitely end. Like a LL Cool J, to a certain extent, I was thinking about. I was like, he's doing the LL Cool J thing because people didn't think LL. Every time somebody came to LL, they thought he wasn't going to be able to get it right. Man, he was pretty good. He's soft. He's doing this. He's doing songs for the ladies, and he would come out and dissonate you every time, like he would do every time. Yeah, and would, and but see the the difference. The difference. The difference is what's going on right now is when when the the hip hop battles that we were talking about, somebody would make a song, and then someone would run and make another song. Dude's right. uh, album is dropping. And dropping in the the charts because he hasn't made any new things. Everybody's like, yeah, it was that. We already heard that. That's good. Now, what are you going to say about this new stuff? And he ain't really doing that, so <laughs> nobody cares. See, before it was, oh, shit, the, the Bridge is Over just came out. Oh, Kill That Noise just came out. And so both singles would rise up in the charts because people were getting both of them. But this, it's, it's basically the equivalent of uh, anybody, Jay-Z making uh, the, the, the takeover, and Nas, at, Nas had an album on the charts the week before, and nobody's gonna care about that album. They waiting for the next joint. They waiting for right. what's gonna happen next, and ain't nothing happening next because dude seemingly is whack. He's trying to take the high road like how Biggie took the high road, but he's not Biggie, right? And he doesn't have camp behind him like that either, pushing his pushing his, his, his music as well either like that. I mean, Meek Mill doesn't have a camp. He's, I mean, he's arguing people on his own label, you know, with the Wale situation. So it's not like Wale's gonna come and have his back, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, or even Ross not even seem like to have his back at this point. Like yeah, man, it, it's interesting. It, it's interesting. I think, um, and, and a couple people have hit me up and said, well, hey, are you going to be talking about Meek Mill and Drake? You know, tonight? I was like, no, we're talking, we're talking classic. But it, it, it's good to actually get that part in because I think that, I think if you, uh, if you study and if you're like, I, I would put, I, I'll put it like this. I don't expect somebody 19, 20 years old to, necessarily go back and revisit uh Shannon and, and, and KRS one. But you're if you're a nineteen year old MC, you, you could do yourself a favor and do that. I think you, you're definitely doing yourself a favor and studying that because though because it spawned so much great music. Not just about what a guy said, but it, it it brought back great music. And I think if you can do that and have your quote unquote disc records be songs, I mean it's a win win for you. And see, this is the thing about the Drake song, and any 
this song that I think is like at the pinnacle of anything that we think. If, you, if people are playing your diss song in the club, you've lost. If, if, if you are the person going against my, they're playing in the club and dancing to it and repeating the words back, you lost. If you think of any of the classes, hit them up. Um, the bridge is over. Like they said, they played, I was just watching back minutes, they played the bridge over 15 times in a row when it came out. Like, and people are saying, yeah. you know yeah. you lost. Yeah. I'm willing to bet Shan gets mad every time he hears the bridge is over. <laughs> Shan be in the club like, man, if they don't turn that shit off, man, I'm gonna kill somebody. Oh man. Hey. Hey, as always, man, thanks for calling in. Hey, hey man, we gotta get together, get you back on the show, man. Yeah, man, I must be listening, man. Appreciate y'all boys, man. Oh, no man, anytime, man, anytime. Thanks for calling in. Right, no. Shout out to the homie right, no Dick Game, man. He hosts a podcast as well. Uh, straight out of low cash, man. Check it out. It's on Stitchers, on iTunes. Funny, funny, funny podcast with him and uh, Javon Bibbs. Um, cool brother, man. Cool brother. That's my that's my people's right there. Um, 347-215-7162 is the phone number to call. Um, oh, man. <sighs> This next one, man. Let's let's go down to nine. Um, I don't even know if it was it, it, and this was probably this is the the, the battle or beef, if you will. It, it was it started out as a battle because I think you had two MCs that were really, you know, a lot of people liked them, and they were trying to figure out, you know, you got you got something going on over there, man. <laughs> I, I thought I heard some. Um, anyway, Jay Z and Nas, man, Jay Z and Nas. Um, Again, this was this was this was closer to beef than battle as well. Even though you did get a little back and forth, and you got dedicated songs, kinda. See, here's the thing. Again, this joint started with. It kind of started a long time ago, but because of the takeover, he said a little bit of piece of something about Nas. And this was like, this was poking the bear that we didn't yeah, know was dangerous. I agree. But we didn't know that bear was dangerous. We thought dude was just on some look. I'm a, I'm a, I can poem you to death. I can give you some, some words, but I'm not going to really say nothing about you. And so right. he said that little piece. And then Nas came back with a for real classic hip hop nineteen eighty eight response. Eighty eight, yes back, sir. He he came back like it was eighty eight. Okay, here go a song about you. I'm gonna address everything you said and I'm gonna say some shit about you. And then it wasn't really no coming back for that. It was so bad. It was so bad. That Jay Z, who was on top of the rap game, yeah, had to squash the beef. He had to. Had squash. to. He couldn't do nothing else. He couldn't make another song about it. He couldn't make another song about it, and he couldn't pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so he he had to squash it, you know, and and that's the thing. Yeah, I think you know, um, my favorite. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And people love um, Ether. 
People love Ethan. But my favorite thing that had to do with with Nas versus Jay Z. Don't say super ugly. No, 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 no. Okay. Was quick quick to back down by the Bravehearts. You remember that song? Okay, now you have officially stumped me. I don't remember that. Alright, so this is what happened. This is what happened. And this is my favorite thing. I love Ether. But this was just, I don't know, it's just because it's, it's clever, it's kind of funny. The first, Nas is on the first verse. He has the first words. Okay. And he comes out and says, this is on the Braveheart song, he says, first of all, this is Nas, and I'm a Braveheart veteran. And y'all already know who I'm better than. And that's it. And he just started doing the rhyme. Oh, okay, I gotta, go, I gotta go back and listen to that one. First of all, this is Nas, and I'm a Braveheart veteran. And y'all already know who I'm better than. Wow. I, I remember. I remember that was after I Ether. <laughs> and see, that was I, after I, Ether, that's, though. That's that's good that you that you got that because I don't even remember that one. I remember, I remember hearing Takeover because you know remember how it played out. Jay, like you said, Jay kind of poked the bear. He stirred up something. Nas came back with that with with, with the H to the Omo. And then we only heard when when Jay dropped uh, Takeover at Summer Jam, he only did the first two verses, which were directed at Mob Deep, who seemingly never yeah. recovered from that. <laughs> well, they wasn't really, yeah, they weren't even really. My man was in jail at the time, though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they never, they never. But when he said, "Ask Nas," he don't want it with hoes. And then Nas came back. Then we hear the Takeover. I'm going to be honest. I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. I'm a huge Nas fan. I didn't want this battle to happen because I didn't want to have to pick and choose. Um, and as a fan, I didn't want to have to pick and choose. I just I just told myself I wasn't going to do it. That being said, when I heard TakeOver, I, I knew it was over for Nas. Because keep in mind now, Nas, you know, I think this was like right after Uchi Bali and like he hadn't, Nas had... He had made some solid albums, not to Nas's standards. I'll put it like that. Um, it wasn't he hadn't made Elmatic, but I think for him to drop Ether, it resurrected his career. Now, you know, I've heard people, you know, not necessarily like some of his like his last two albums. I personally love him, love those last two albums because I love Nas. Um, but um, I think it, I think it woke him up, man, and I think you know he. I don't know that anybody else could have survived it. And I mean, he not only, he, TakeOver knocked him down, but he got up and he knocked Jay out. I mean, like he won that battle. Um, <laughs> like you said to the point Well, see, where, that's the thing. I disagree. I, just, I, disagree. I don't even think it knocked him down because I think it woke him up because he was just chilling. My man dropped the album right. and he was just, he was just, it's, basically, it's the equivalent it's the equivalent of you at work, you go on vacation, you in uh you in St. Croix on the beach chilling. And then you just say you just say, Let me check my email real quick. And then you hear that it's it's people trying to take your job back at back in the States. You like and you just get back on the plane 
and go in there and show them you got your job because you got your job and then shut it all down. He didn't, it was like, he just woke up. He's like, oh, that's what we're doing? Okay, let me show you why you don't want to do that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> on that on that song I was telling you about, that you got you to gotta look up the Braveheart joint. Okay. Now, yeah, I'll, I'll like, check it out. Now, again, again, this is after Aether. So he was like, he was like, who's the next... Who's the next label I'm a bury? CEOs, rappers, A and R's go to the rap cemetery. CEOs, rappers, and A and R's go to the rap cemetery, and y'all got guns, but scared to use them. Six million ways to die, nigga. Choose one. Choose I'm a brave heart. I'll be. Ra-. He said, "I'm a brave heart. I'll be right here." Y'all talk shit, but I smell fear, motherfucker. Hey, no. <laughs> no. Wow. He already won at that point and still hadn't talked his shit. That's true. That's that's a that's a very good point. Um, <laughs> somebody said Jay Z won because he gets to go home to Beyonce every night. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, also, also overrated. Send all emails to eclectic. <laughs> Hey, yeah, no send them to me, the old overrated chick. Yeah, send them send to me. She's overrated. I don't want no parts of the beehive, man. I don't want no parts of that. I want to jump to this other one, and then we're going to jump. We got two calls, and we got to try to get before we get out of here. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I, I got Nas winning that one. Um, I think Jay eventually won the... Nas won the battle. Jay won the war, I guess, if you will, because... Uh, you know, Jay ended up signing Nas to Def Jam, but they're cool now, and they squash it. And Jay Z thinks he won, and Nas thinks he won. I I, I think Nas won. Jay Z thinks he um, Jay Z thinks he Jay Z thinks he won, but Jay Z knows he did. <laughs> oh man! Um, all right. Interested to get your take on this one. The hip hop battle between KRS One and LL never happened. If it did, who do you think would win and why? Gotta go with the GOAT. The GOAT would have won, and let me tell you why. And this is a real simple reason. This is a real simple reason. He is more popular. And has a better public track record in battles. And the most important reason, he's more attractive. <laughs> that nigga would you know crucify KRS's. He would crucify KRS's nose, man. It would be awful. <laughs> it would be terrible. Though. He would crush him. And you know what? As much as I want to disparage what you just said, I think in the court of public opinion, he pro- you're right, he probably would win because, you know, he has the ladies and the whole nine. But if it was just on raw, raw, just mono e mono, I'm going with Karis one, man. I'm going with Chris. Gotta go with Chris. So you knew you you all knew it would be a matter of time before me me and E didn't agree on something. 
Uh, <laughs> and now is the time the show's almost over. Uh, let's jump to the phone lines. Look, we got uh, two calls. Let's take real quick. Uh, let's go to area code 774. 774, you're on with uh, 12 Kyle and Eclectic. Holler at us. What's your name? Where you calling from? What's up, Kyle? What's up, Eclectic? Ryan. What's up, Ryan? What's up, guys? Not much. Just chilling, man. What you got for no. us tonight? There's uh, two things I want to talk about. Wait, but Kyle, did you ever hear the track on Godson? Last Real Brother Alive? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't that. know if you knew about Love the songs that. after Ether. Oh, so the beef with uh, uh, Biggie and Raekwon. And that uh, Kick hmm. in the Door was really about Nas mm. and stuff like that. Remember Nas? Yeah, we didn't. Nas had beef with Biggie. Yeah, yeah we did. We Yeah, E. Damn. Kick in the Ooh. Door. Why'd you four, take four. so long to call in? You took too long to call in. We should have <laughs> in a long time ago. <laughs> My bad. I was, oh, I was man. You game and I was listening. I was taking notes. <laughs> we so that means we got to do a part two. Yeah. Hey, I'm yeah, with man. it. I'm we with it. Because, you know, we still got something we didn't even touch, and we we probably not going to touch either. Yeah. Um, yeah Kicking the, kick the door. Yeah. Kicking the door. We're in the 4-4. Um... That thing uh, was touched upon earlier. The last call that brought up Drake and Meek Mills. The only thing I want to bring up about that is that, yes, Drake's going to probably win. But I don't think people are putting this into perspective, like based on, I guess, a lot of hip-hop principle. Drake came out first with those first two tracks, but he t- Meek attacked the credibility of his of his <coughs> writing his rhymes. And there are reference tracks right. out. And people just don't care. Like whoa, 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 hold, 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 hold. There's reference tracks. Yes. Look it up. You can Google well, other, it. Other people showing yeah. paid, man. Uh, appa- no. Apparently, I, I, e, I think I think, and I and I saw a tweet about this. I really didn't have the chance to really dive into it, but apparently, Meek Mill, you know, he 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 put it out there that you know Drake doesn't write his Quentin own rhymes, and he, I think. He either he may have tweeted out that like a, a, a you know like how you have the track listing or whatever and like who actually wrote and I think there's a song or something like that or a couple of songs out there that appear on Drake's album that Drake name yeah. doesn't appear as far as writing credit so it's not like well, he's, me you oh, and Ryan wrote a song but like in the me you and notes. Ryan yeah. me you and Ryan wrote a song and you're not your name is on the track listing for for your song on your album like. This is what, this is oh, reference if tracks. The, if you look on the liner notes, there's like a couple songs that has Quentin Miller's name up. Shout on out it. to the liner notes. Like the, like the third third name on it, and you can there's reference tracks for them. Flex dropping. There's one for ten bands. There's one you can Google. It. I'll send you a link afterwards because there's a, a good article that has them all. But there's also a reference track for the guy doing a feature verse for Meek Mill. Someone wrote the reference track for 16 bars. Are you kidding? For a feature. Oh. That's why he mad. He paid for a feature verse, but the guy didn't even write it. Wow. Oh, I can't, I cannot, I can no longer. I mean, I didn't really care about doing the first place. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot tolerate this. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's going to win? Yes, yes, he's keeping it hip-hop, but here's the problem, though. Mika Tech's credibility, there are reference tracks showcasing this, even though he may be written in the liner notes. His producer wants to say, don't question my brother's pen, but bruh, I don't care 
at the same time, but he didn't write the notes. Yes, he made it his own, maybe changed a couple of words here or there, but when he gives like 50% of the song? Oh, he would get crushed if this was 88. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, he wouldn't have survived if it was 88. It, the times have changed, but goddamn, man. It's just like, really? Everybody just can't. I mean, now look. We knew that Young MC wrote Funky Cole Medina and Wild Thing. Right. He both, did? But we didn't care about those. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote both of those. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. But. All these years. Hey, look. Seriously, I didn't. Hey, you know. learned something on the, on the on the 12th radio show. We learned stuff. But, <laughs> but those weren't. But those was those kind of tracks we didn't really care for those of us that knew. But it would be like if um if if Memphis Bleak came out and said, Yeah, I wrote both verses to Brooklyn's finest, we'd be like, Get the fuck out of here <laughs> Oh man, that is crazy. Memphis, if, if it was a reference track with Memphis Bleak, like nah Jay, you gotta say it like this <laughs> we'd be like, What the fuck? Yeah, we- yeah, man. It's like, he's gonna win, but at the same time, you're just like, dude, really? Really? This, this something not right here. Wow. Hey, man. Uh, call it a day right here. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna tweet you both the link so you can read the article about it, and it has the videos for the reference tracks in them, and that talks about it. The whole situation. The whole... Man, good looking out, man. It's, yeah, that's that's all I wanted to touch about that whole thing because it's like, yeah, he's gonna win, but like, wait a minute, let's think about this. He's getting caught up in his feelings. Sure, he does like a summer jam esque thing with the memes and everything and powerpoints and shit, but like, he's doing it because well, his credibility got questioned. But there's proof and it's out there. But wow. he's still winning. What? <clears throat> yeah, he, he's gonna win. Yeah, he's gonna win. That's like that's like that's the equivalent of everybody in Oz. Still being okay with the Wizards. The <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, oh, all right, man. we still gonna obey everything you say. Zombies. Wow, wow, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. Hey I'm, man, I'm as always, going, man. man. Thanks, thanks for calling in, Ryan. We definitely appreciate your love, brother. Appreciate you guys. Love the show tonight. Thanks, man. I'll tweet you the link. Peace. Peace. Phone number Ryan call six four excuse me, I'm about to give up my cell phone number three four seven two one five. Oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Hey yeah, if anybody wanna I message if if you wanna I message uh Kyle Hey, you know I, I e man, I've done that like two or three times, man. Between my show and, and the dead end sports show, man, I, I'll either give out the wrong number or my cell phone number or one day one night I gave out my desk phone number at work, like I'm just all over the place. Um, <laughs> let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to 647. 647, you're on with 12, Kyle, and Eclectic. What you got for us? Hey, what's up, Uncle Kyle? What up, what up, nephew? No much, man. Uh, I thought y'all weren't going to talk about Drake and Meek Mill, but dude came on. I'm, I'm going to have to find Yeah, we didn't want to. Find to after. Yeah, yeah they, it, we were not going to, but, I mean, if people want to talk about it, so we'll talk about it. Briefly. <laughs> what you got for tonight, Will? No, no, no. I'm going to talk to do about it on Twitter because I have a bigger question than the whole Jake and Meek Mill thing. Okay, okay. Oh, I can't wait to see this. We we get to view the Twitter uh, conversation. <laughs> so, I want to know, like, 
how how you guys would judge on somebody winning in a rap beef? Because if you look at Takeover and Either, which we were talking about before, I mean, like, Nas came crazy lyrically. But then again, like, you had Jay-Z that was taking, like, real personal shots. Like, I mean, the last lines, you know who did, you know what was, you know who. Right. Let's keep right. that between me and you. Like, that's crazy. But people, yeah. people still say Nas won, people still say, like, Jay won, but, like, how would how do you really determine a win like that? Because you got like one well, crazy because, one with crazy lyrics and one with the personal. Well, he this is the way I look at it. Real quick, this is the way I look at it. When you're talking about a hip hop battle back and forth on a song, you got to look at the song. Now there's crazy personal stuff. Yeah, you know that's just like if two best friends started beefing and then they're gonna be like, yeah, yeah. what about the time you did this one? You know, that don't necessarily make it better. We talking about the song, and when you talk about the songs, you're talking about the beat, the lyrics, the flow, and how how they go. So lyrically, I'm always listening to lyrics. So if you're gonna body somebody lyrically, that's what it is. Like we talked earlier about the um, uh, uh, Cool C and MC Shan. They were saying, yeah, you got a record label in Philly, and this is all behind the scenes stuff that we didn't know. But it was like, so we don't care. You got to say some dope to make me be like, oh, but so. I mean, because when Jay-Z said that, you know, who did what, we didn't know. So right. it didn't really affect us. We were like, okay, it was that was for Nas. That wasn't really for us because if we didn't live in the internet age, we would have never known. That's true, yeah, that's true. I, I think um, I think one of the things that really, um, and much like he said, man, we, we, I think the difference is, Will, is see, you're much younger than us. We come from an era where it wasn't, you didn't even have to get personal with with the person. If you were just about lyrically, surgically cutting somebody apart, that's all that matters. You didn't have to say anything. I mean, like, we, we mentioned a, a battle earlier. You check out the beginning of the show. The first battle we talked about was the battle between MC Light and Antoinette. Well, this happened in a time where MC Light made reference to Antoinette, who was, who was very thick, but she wasn't fat. She had, she had a fat ass. And Light mentioned that as a diss. So you're talking about a time, a day and time where it was that, was, that probably was about as personal as you were going to get. You know, it was just really about surgically, lyrically cutting somebody up. And I don't think that you have to go into all of the I'll kill you, I'll get my shooters to shoot you. Yeah. You ain't got to do all of that. That's just what makes it rhyme. That's what makes it yeah, rhyme. Yeah, just rhyme. Because yeah. at the end of the day, right. can you say something clever that people are going to go ooh and ah about? That's all. all right, I got you. I got yeah, you. it's like a, yeah, if, if they made a, a, a movie where they was really killing people, we wouldn't like that so much. So <laughs> they got to give us some fantasy take you out of your realm thing so you can be like damn that shit was dope and just so because it always comes down to the music the fact that I'm hearing that this guy got reference tracks and he's not really doing his music yeah I can't really roll uh, that. damn I gotta speak on the reference tracks now go ahead okay because the, the thing with me is because Uncle Kyle you know that I do rapping right So, like, even with that, there was one time when I was talking to my cousin, and then he said, like, to record something, send it to him, and then he'll send something back to me with, like, my own lyrics, but in a different way that I could say it. So that's possibly what could have gone on with Quentin Miller and Drake. Yeah. 
like it wasn't him writing it out, but like more so for the flow. Mm, I guess man, man. maybe it but could you, be, but, but, like, it, it, but that but that makes it that much more problem to try to figure them out. Um, re- real quick, let me we've all, we've all heard the listening uh, reference tracks. Yeah, for those huh? listening, um, we're gonna we're gonna go yeah. over a little bit on on the podcast. Uh, for those listening via computer, uh, it's gonna shut off in about thirty seconds. It's gonna self destruct. <laughs> Nonetheless, we're gonna we're gonna take it over just a little bit. I want Will to be able to finish up his conversation that me and E will put a bow on tonight's show. Uh, nonetheless, for those of you listening, want to thank everybody for participating, hitting us up. Uh, there will be a part two. I promise I will have E back on. I'm try to do it at least once a month if I can drag him off of all the women that he got around the city, around the metro. Um, no doubt. For another day. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, for those of you online, you I keep going. Uh, I will be back next week with um, more stuff to talk about. So I'll let your boy next week. But for those of you online, you can still hear the show. So I just want to go ahead and get that out there. So we'll go ahead and um, finish saying what you were saying. So yeah, even with the reference, even with the reference tracks, like it could have just possibly been Quentin Miller like saying Drake's own lyrics, but giving him like kind of like a guideline for the flow. Because even when he was saying that in the line of those Quentin Miller's names are there. So that wasn't even ghostwriting. It was him, like, even, like, giving writing credits to dude. But, like, mm-hmm. people saying that Drake has a ghostwriter, but it depends really, because I've seen on the internet where it said that Nas' only Grammy was when he ghost wrote for um Will Smith. What song was that? I think it was Summertime yeah. or whatever it was. But then right. you got was, Nas, uh, he was on Reddit. Was it, which one was it? Oh, Get Jiggy was it. I, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I know my shit. I know my shit. So, um, you had Nas online, and I was on Reddit, and then somebody asked him about it, but he said that, like, the only thing that he get, gave, he probably, like, gave just, like, one line, and then people took it as ghostwriting. So that's, like, the same situation that could have happened with Drake. It could have been just, like, one line. But then there's, like, yeah, all speculations I mean, about this and that. But, like, at the end of the day, people will really never know, because he got the reference tracks. But, like, it could have been just for the flow. Like, me looking at it as an artist's perspective, like, it could have just been, like, him getting an idea for the flow. But you'll never know until, like, Drake actually speaks out about it. Because Meek Mill could just be saying it because he's just hurt. Because everybody's saying that just because Drake never tweeted his album. I mean, that's that's possible. One thing they need to do, they they need to, I I think what would help, and I, I know I'm probably just speaking crazy, but I think it helps if, some of these MCs go back and study the history. I mean, it's, I would never play basketball and not know who, you know, Oscar Robertson was or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think it's, it's, if you're going to battle, you got to understand the essence. And this is what, this is why shows like this are are important. It's like E's blog and, and his podcast. That's why they're important because it takes you back to the essence. I started off the show talking about, this is the essence of hip hop, a battle to, for supremacy it's about saying right. i'm number one and not just lip service but saying okay it's, it's just like when, when you were kids we played a game called king of the hill you know what i'm saying and for those of you young people who don't know well you might yeah. not remember king of the hill but you just you know you had a big pile of dirt and you stood up on the top and somebody came and tried to push you off it was just that simple and that's how the game is as far as hip-hop is concerned but if you don't understand and it, it seems to me 
just from afar, and I'm not, I can't name eight Drake songs. It seems to me like Drake right. has a better understanding as to what he should be doing as far as battling is concerned. Because let's just, I mean, let's keep it real. Drake's not the most lyrical MC out there, and, and neither is Meek Mill. But at the end of the day, I think Drake right. has a better grasp on what he's doing. But I think sure. if you sure. really, really want to ex- succeed, go look at LL. Go look at Cool Modi's. Go look at the LL Cool Modi battle. I'm, go look at. I mean, you know, but some didn't, of the didn't cannabis come out LL? Yeah, and when, that's another one we didn't get to tonight, but we'll, we'll definitely get to that one too. That one was very intriguing because cannabis is a lyric. It didn't go as well. But that's the thing. He he lyrically he said, "Here's the difference." And it, and it flies into what I was saying earlier about uh, about the lyrics for Takeover versus Ether. Cannabis yeah. said a lot of stuff lyrically, but he said a lot of nothing lyrically. He he just made yeah. a whole bunch of stuff sound, but he wasn't really saying nothing. So it's like he was just making basically he made a long ass mixtape freestyle feature, but he said it was about LL. When LL say some shit. He's like, he's like in his face, like, look, dude, I'm telling you this about yourself and you can't do nothing about it. He's actually rhyming to the dude instead of just, here's how it is. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, when, when people would battle, when MCs would battle and they used to do a live on stage, wow. they would face each other. Yep. And they would say they rhymes to that person. Nowadays... If they rhyme in a crowd and battle each other, they're facing the crowd, pointing at the dude, saying, hey, I'm trying to entertain the crowd. This is what I'm saying about this guy. Like how it was on our 8 Mile. It's like, hey, I'm playing to the crowd. I'm playing to everybody. Yeah. But back in the day, it was, no, I'm talking to you. And we, <laughs> they can listen, but this is, this is about you. And that's the difference. They're not doing it for, you know, they're doing it for Twitter. That's mm-hmm. why Meek Mill is tweeting. That's why this dude yeah. is tweeting. They doing it for they doing it for that. They ain't doing it because oh, you said you better than me. All right, I'm about to show you why you not. It's hey y'all, he ain't better than me. Look, cause he uh, he didn't even write this. So body him on right. the track. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I would, and I know you you're an aspiring MC. Well, I would. I would encourage you during your time of, you know, trying to get th- things together with your rhymes and stuff. I-, I would just just check into those battles, man. I mean, MC Light, Antoinette, just some of the ones we talked about tonight. The Bridge Wars is a great place to start with uh, MC Shan and KRS One. I mean, because yeah, I heard about that one down. It's yeah, man, basically it's, it's you just go to my website. You can just go to my website. <laughs> 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 right there hey it's the right encyclopedia there. bible oh, wait what's the website we used to read the source remember we used to read the source back in the day uh, oh yeah yeah we did it's on eclectic relaxation.com slash hip-hop hey man he needs okay to yeah we're out yeah definitely i'll tweet it out to you hey as always man thanks for calling in will i appreciate it brother oh much love oh anytime anytime Phone number to call in, 347-215-716. Like I said, we went a little bit over. Uh, Exclusive I like, I like content. Get, Exclusive. Yeah, yeah, hey, man. It's what we do. It's what we do. I like for people to be able to get their phone because I, I hate like listening to shows and people never get a chance to 
you know, um, you know, say what they got to say. Plus, you know, it gives us a little bit more time to finish up and we didn't get a chance to go through all of them, but I think we, we hit a, we, we covered a lot tonight. We, we educated the people. We entertained them. Um, I'll have to, um, I'll have to get you back on my, on my show where we have no limits. Bro, let me know when I, I am, I am free. Uh, I'm free. I think Fridays usually work the best for me, but I mean, we can, I, I'm free. I'm free. So I, whenever you're ready to do it, just let me know. We can do it. Um, and I've, I've spent probably, I spent, man, probably like most of the last week just listening to old, old podcasts on, on your, um, on your website. That was like my, my yeah. listening music and li- getting me through, uh, through the day type stuff. Um, that's what's up. Something I was going to ask you, man, I can't remember what I was going to ask you. Um, I guess yeah, I can save this other stuff, and we can we can save that for another show. And then you 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 threw me. I forgot about the Raekwon Biggie. That battle, you know, kind of. Oh, I forgot about that one. Damn. I mean, because remember, 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 niggas bit off a of Nas shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can say it now. Niggas bit off the of E shit. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to do everybody like uh, like. Like Ghost Dead Action Bronson, you you got to man. I mean, like it, it's crazy. I mean, like what when I saw when I tweeted you and I said one when I saw one guy that go was on Hot ninety seven. I'm like really. I'm like I mean like, like you would think you would Hot think you'd be like yo. You think yo you made it on Hot ninety seven? They interviewed you. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and and hey, you Kyle, know what's crazy? Kyle, like. Kyle. Yeah, it'd be some K solo shit. It'd be some K solo shit. My man came over and said, "Yo, I thought we heard you. Just so you, you heard a biting ass crew, biting ass crew." <laughs> I, 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 it blew my mind, man. It blew my mind. I was like, man, this is crazy. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, yo, he's better than me because I would be pissed. I'll be like, yo, you know what, man? I, I can't stand you, you know. But I. It's you know how they say it, man. If uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, I guess. But the thing is, when you're when you're imitating somebody, you don't know who you're imitating. That's a problem. Right. But um, and I when you are an entity bigger, when you an entity bigger than the person you imitating, it'll make it look like yeah. that was your yeah. idea. Yeah, like it was your idea. Like that, like that time uh, Snoop tried to steal uh, Dragonfly Jones's tweet and get credit for it. I was like, are you right. serious? Um. Nonetheless, man, that's social media. Um, uh, what's something else I was going to ask you? I can't. And I'm probably going to remember once, once we get off the call. Um, but yeah, man, let's 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 make it happen, man. The um, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling the verses. I'm feeling the verses. I think that's that's uh, a couple of them stumped me the other day. I was looking at them. They they uh, you you got some good ones on that. Yeah, I got some more coming up. But um, yeah, the um. America's most wanted versus nations of millions is one that people people didn't know what to do about. Mm. See, I got well, I gotta go nations because that's like my favorite PE album. But America's most wanted is my favorite Cube album. <laughs> Shit, that's that's probably. That's probably one and one a. I gotta go PE just on the sentimental value, but damn, but that's cl- that's close though. That's really really close. 
that's really, really close. Yeah. Those joints is fun. Those joints are fun. They don't, they don't get retweeted out as much as the one guy to go because they're all local to, like, just hip-hop, but, you know. Right. Well, you know how it is? I mean, the, the one guy to go are, are, are so good because it, they make you think. But at the same time, it's like now everybody's doing it. So it's like you're not even. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like that ghost face kid. Like he said, not, you know, not sounding right, first of all. First of all. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, man. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. You search the hashtag, and I'm like, I didn't do none of it. Who the fuck are these people? <laughs> Man, I, I don't even, somebody somebody tweeted me one the other day. I ain't even. I, I was like, man, I can't even participate, man. I just, I was like, it's just not, it's not even cool anymore. Y'all, y'all biting, y'all biting and don't even know you biting. That's, that's that's what makes it bad. Right. That's what definitely makes it oh, bad, yeah, man. But yeah, somebody man, was thanks. like, yeah, this is. It's like it's this Twitter game called One Guy. Ain't no Twitter game. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> A Twitter game. Wow, that's funny. That is funny. Hey, man, definitely, man, as always, man, thanks for coming on. We definitely, like I said, anytime we, 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 we if, if we can get the schedules to work, man, we can definitely get back. Because I, I think, like, and it's something I think you said on one of the podcasts I was listening to, like, this, this is why we need more of this because we got to kind of educate people. And I think this is that's, that's exactly why we got to do these kind of shows, man, because – and when I when I, yeah. when I started talking about Antoinette, people were like, "Who? Who's Antoinette?" And and so and not only does it educate, not only does it educate, it preserves the memory and it, it takes us back to the good time. It makes us feel good. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Because it, it just, I, I just the more and more I like I said, the more and more I listen to people talk and they were talking about the beef and battles and stuff. I'm like, man, I'm not I'm like I'm I was like, this ain't a battle. This is not this is not a battle. I, I can I'm thinking I'm thinking to myself like I can show you a battle. <laughs> right. Come here, let me show you how dude called this dude a burnt french fry. That's a battle. (laughs) 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 And nobody got shot or nothing, you know. No. So Yeah, we definitely got to get them up. Hey, hey, if you're still listening, we got some more hip-hop to talk about. We got got to get back on our years. We did 91, 92. Uh, These guys kind of let let me down on ranking the albums for me, so I guess I got to do that myself. Hey, you know what? You know what? I and, and I listened to that one. Um, I listened to that podcast Friday. That one, yeah, we got. And I don't know. I know Jason. He, he's been sick or whatever like that. But um, yeah, we got to get back on that. I t- you know what, man? I, I'm gonna try to find. I, we got a crazy weekend coming up this weekend. But um, I know where to move it. If if I get my list done, then Jason get his list done, and you can get your list done. But like one of us got to got to get the list done. Oh, all of my lists all done. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So I tell you what. Even if and I don't want to cut Jason because Jason he had a dope list too. So let's let's um. I'm you know I'm I'm gonna make that a, I'm gonna make that my mark. I'm going to try to get that done no later than Monday. So we're up to what ninety two. Um, I think so. Okay, okay. So I, I still got the emails and everything. Okay, so I, yeah, I'll do that. That that should 
But you know what it is, man? When we go, when we, mm. what we're talking about is we're breaking down the best albums for p- particular years, and then we'll put it in a, on a, he's going to put it on his website, and then we do a podcast on it. Um, we did 1990, we did 1991. When you think about 25 albums, like, when, you, when you're thinking of like the 20 through 25, you're okay. Then you go 15 to 20, it's okay. But like that last, 15 to 10, 10 to 5, it's tough, man. That's what makes it fun. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So for those of you listening, make sure to check that out. Um, Before we get out of here, go ahead and plug it one more time. Tell people where they can find you at on Twitter, where they can find the website and all the good stuff. Yo, if you go to eclecticrelaxation.com, there's a there's a link to my podcast. There's a link to the hip hop site, the hip hop podcast. There's a link to at. Hey, just for so you guys know, there's a one guy to go dot com, and it's mine. I did it. So, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get as much stuff as I can get. I got the Twitter name. I got the website, so at least they can't steal that shit. Um, right, so, right, right. I had to click this. At Eclectic, at Tweet Rhymes Life for Hip Hop. You know, we're going to be, I'm going to be on the show. He's going to be on my show. He's going to tweet out everything. It's going to be crazy conversation yes, and crazy things on Facebook. Just make sure that you get down with the get down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No doubt. No doubt. And follow him on Twitter. Make sure that you follow him on Twitter because my man Will just hit me up and I'm going to put your uh, information in there so he can follow you as well. So that's going to do it for this week, y'all. Uh, come back next week. Uh, we got D. Love Hall and my man Vince coming through. We're going to talk about current issues. We're going we're gonna to get it hot and heavy next week. We're going to be talking about what's in the news. Uh, we'll try not to be too heavy, but it's going to be comical as usual. Um, so that's going to do it for the night. With my man Eclectic, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We'll holler at you next week. Peace. Peace.